welcome to Heaping Spoonful, a twice-monthly conversation with restaurateurs, chefs, growers, and others who have helped generate the legends associated with eateries across the Mid-South. The team at Benny Keith is proud to sponsor this adventure with the goal of preserving the stories that have helped cultivate an amazing food scene across the Mid-South. So kick back and enjoy a heaping spoonful. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to Heaping Spoonful. I am Kelly Bass, your host, and I appreciate Benny Keith Foods giving me the opportunity to visit twice a month with chefs and restaurateurs who help make the Mid-South dining scene one of the highlights of living in this great part of the country. Almost four years ago, I transitioned to podcast interview. Uh, I spent, oh, decades being a restaurant reviewer for a couple of Little Rock, Arkansas-based newspapers and magazines. Had a few other real jobs in between and uh, been doing this again for about four years. So I will tell you what, talking about food is a lot more fun than writing about it. So our guest today on Heaping Spoonful is Kobe Smith. He's the executive chef at Cartai. If you're from around here, you know what Cartai is. But if you're not, let me tell you, Cartai is an independent, not-for-profit cancer care provider. And they treat more than 35,000 patients each year from every county in Arkansas and from all across the country. So welcome to Heaping Spoonful, Kobe. Hey, it's great to be here. Glad you took the time to come visit with us. Um, we'll talk more uh, in a bit about how you got interested in cooking and, and therefore restaurants. Um, but let's start with a discussion of where you are now. So you're at the Hope Bistro at Cartai, which is, a again, a cancer treatment facility, and, and this uh, is on John Barrow Road in Little Rock. So stereotypes, I'm sure you've talked about and thought about this a lot. Stereotypes would tell us that medical care facility and executive chef aren't terms that most people would put together, but you have made quite a career out of being a chef at hospitals and senior facilities and, and other non-healthcare related places, but more recently. How do you tell people, you know, why they should not jump to the conclusion that hospital food means food that's not good? Uh, well, I think I'm really lucky because I get to write my own menus. I get to do cook what I want to cook. Um, and so just having that freedom to be creative, which in hospitals really doesn't really occur a whole lot. Um, and so I, you know, I, I cook what I like and, and try to make people happy with it. Yeah. Well, that, that is a lot of, uh, a lot of leeway. Um, you know, the press announcement, it's been a few years now about your hiring at Carta and the opening of Hope Bistro said that your restaurant will, quote, feature a variety of high-quality food offerings that will foster health and healing, and that the menu will feature fresh, delicious foods known to reduce the risk of cancer. So tell us about how your, you know, what your team cooks and what you, the menu that you devise, I mean, clearly it, it aligns with those concepts. Uh, yeah, and it's evolved over the years. Uh, <clears throat> What I've learned is uh, you know, cooking for cancer patients and stuff. A lot of it, a lot of it's just calories, um, right? And stuff that they can enjoy because they, they they lose a lot of their their ability to taste um, going through different treatments. Um, but the majority of the people I cook for is really the employees, um, okay. right? And so, I, you know, I do you know, I write menus every week, so every day is different. I don't have uh, you know, of course, we have our, our favorites that, that people request a lot. Um, but we, I write a menu every Wednesday and, and execute it the next Monday. Um, and so every day is different. Um, we, we offer a, you know, an entree of the day and, and a sandwich of the day, and then we have some grab-and-go items. Um, 
so we get to experiment all the time and, and we do something that doesn't work out the way we exactly you know planned it and then so the next time we do it we'll t- tweak it and and, sure. and and hopefully make it better right and so I guess also your um your customers as you said are patients and their families and those who are, are you know with them there and your employees um are there when you talked about things that are popular what what are some of the ones that the entrees that are like hey you know bring that back please i mean it's kind of embarrassing but probably the the most popular would be like <laughs> would be taco salad yeah um, hard to be, go wrong i mean I'm, I'm telling you um you know we do i do steak sandwiches i mean i still do you know fried catfish but we we also get Fresh salmon flown in, right? Um, and so you know, it's it's just it's so it's the biggest variety that you could ever imagine. Yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, and again, sometimes, like I say, people don't think that food in a hospital or a healthcare facility is going to be good. And sometimes when you hear healthy, you know that's that's a little bit scary too. But again, you're you're able to do things that that fit in that genre or that description that are still tasty. So. Um, you know, we hope we have listeners around the country and maybe around the world, maybe on other planets, but those who are familiar with the Central Arkansas dining scene and have been for a while, they likely got to know you when you were executive chef at another healthcare facility, which was Arkansas Heart Hospital. Mm-hmm. Was your mission there pretty similar to what you're doing here? I mean, c- cooking for patients and families and visitors and... And and employees? Uh, it was the heart hospital was just a whole totally different animal. I think um, size wise or, or size wise, you know, um, you know, you do breakfast, lunch, and dinner for for patients every day. Where whereas uh, there's not pay, they're not overnight patients at Carta. Correct, correct. Okay, so that changes. I see it does. So it makes a big difference. Um, and the staff's a lot smaller. So it, it, for me, it's a lot more hands on. Yeah, day to day. But it, yeah, different animal. Um, but yeah, I, I got a little notoriety uh, there at the hospital, and uh, and tried to make the most of it. Yeah, well, you know, again, um, I remember when I was just talking to somebody uh, at an event in a hosp- at a hospitality association event. Um, gosh, the night before last, and uh, yeah, night before last, and there, I was mentioning we were doing the podcast. Like, oh, I used to drive out to the heart hospital to have ramen. I mean, and when you know. Did you know when that when you when you whipped that out that it was going to become the big deal that it became? I really had no idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, no clue. Um, we did make a really good product, and it just yeah exploded overnight. That's yeah, um, fun though. It was fun. Yeah, um, it was a, a tremendous amount of work went into it. Um, but yeah, we I mean we had there'd be days I'd have three hundred people just lined out the door just to come have some ramen. Yeah, that's, that's give because again. You know, when I think of ramen, I think of ramen, I think of pot pies, I think of what what were people buying in college for a quarter that they could fill their stomachs with and they didn't have any money. So we know what a ramen pack that's sitting in the store looks like. Tell tell us how how you make ramen. What is what is what is ramen? Oh, uh, so mainly it's just a really thick um gelatinous pork broth. Um, I used uh, fresh noodles, so that made a little difference. You didn't have the, the, the dried stuff. Right. Um, you cooked it similar to, to any kind of noodle that you do. Um, and then we just get really creative about toppings and, and changing it up. And I think part of the appeal was you never you never really knew what kind of ramen you were going to get when you came in. Right. Um, so we, we did very little um, 
social media. We would, we would, I mean, honestly, just post what we were going to serve that day an hour before it was time to eat. And then people but, showed up. Yeah, and they would. Do you ever do ramen at, uh, at car time? I do. Um, I didn't do it for probably three years. Just <laughs> And when I was hired, we, we kind of decided, like, that's not going to be our thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm probably known more as the ramen guy than, than Chef Kobe. Right. Um, and they may not even know who I am, but they hear ramen. They can, can kind of figure it out. But uh, So I, I, I kind of do it here maybe once a month nowadays. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have the following like it did, and I'm okay with that. Sure, you don't need uh, you don't need to be trying to feed the folks who are expecting to get right, to eat and right. have a bunch of interlopers from outside lined up out the door to keep them from it. Well, I don't like I don't mind coming in. People coming in, I love it, but uh, it it does it does kind of take away from the experience when you just there's just so many people that are like me fighting to try to get a bowl of ramen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, it's good to be hot, no matter it is what, what right. you're doing. Well, I will tell you this event I was the closing of the Hospitality Association convention, and it was out on the, the grounds of the um, old state house. And Chef Jamie McAfee, who's been a heaping spoonful guest and is at Pine Bluff Country Club, did a bunch of different meats and things. But Saracen Casino was there, mm-hmm. and they had ramen. Mm-hmm. So everybody was – that's how the conversation about ramen right. came up. And they're like, oh, I used to go out to the heart hospital. So I guess they need to keep an eye on so – because the public can eat at Carson. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 We're kind of hidden back in the back. But um, we have a great uh, patio, like big waterfall. Cool. Um, it, it's we got a like, garden back there. Like – I don't know. There's some great patios in, in Little Rock, but like ours is like hidden and like nobody knows about it. And we've got this huge waterfall, uh, trees and, and tables. It's it's really that sounds really, great, really cool. Well, and for folks who are in the Central Arkansas area, the car ties just right off of uh, six thirty. It's just easy to find. You know, you you head south off of uh, on the John Barrow Road exit, and it's going to be right there on your left. Right. If you go a little bit farther, you might end up at Sam's Barbecue, which is not the worst thing that could ever happen to you, too. I mean, there's there's many days I've <laughs> treated uh, my uh, my teammates to yeah. uh, some good some good ribs. Y'all have eaten each other's uh, cooking oh, yeah. enough times. That's true. So I saw again in the announcement when you went to Cartown again. That's been a few years ago. That's been four years. Yeah, you were you were featured on CBS this morning. I'm sure that was all about the ramen phenomenon. It was. Yeah, kind of. That's, that's really when it ex- exploded. What's when it got that publicity? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you never realized. I mean, national TV is national TV, and I'm sure you heard from people you've known from all over about, wow, here, here you are. Oh, it's incredible. That is cool. All right, everybody, I appreciate you listening to this episode of The Heaping Spoonful with our guest, Kobe Smith, who is executive chef at Carti, a cancer treatment center that is based in Little Rock, Arkansas. So hang on, and we'll be right back. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Heaping Spoonful. We at Benny Keith Foods enjoy talking about the food scene almost as much as we enjoy providing the top quality ingredients that help restaurateurs and chefs across the Mid-South create their magic. Now let's dive even deeper into the culinary world with your host, Kelly Bass. Welcome back to Heaping Spoonful in our conversation with with Kobe Smith. before you came to the Heart Hospital, you served six years as executive chef. Again, the theme of, of, of health care at Fox Ridge, which, again, doesn't just bill itself as a retirement community, but rather a luxury retirement community. I've had friends, and I know there's more than one location. There's one on Chenal that I'm familiar with, and I think there's one in Saline County, maybe more. But 
it's a nice place, and uh, I'm sure they wanted to eat well. So again, you you brought non healthcare experience from working in restaurants, and you rolled in there, and again, you just ran it like a restaurant with good food and wrote menus and served those folks just like they were your walk in customers, I guess. Yeah, the Fox Rich thing uh, just kind of came up. You know, when you you knock around restaurants for 10, 15 years, and you you're, you're work late every night, and then you go and have a few cocktails afterwards, it, it really yeah. it gets old and it, it wears on you. Uh, so I had that opportunity to come up, and, and uh, I took it. I jumped on it. I didn't really know what to expect for a while. Um, but kind of the same thing I do now is write menus every week. Um, and I think about it sometimes. Like I've written a, a new menu every week for roughly the last 16, 17 years. Yeah. And, and some days it just comes out like I could write a menu in five minutes, and sometimes it may take me, you know, twenty hours just sitting in front of a computer figuring out what you're um, doing. Yeah, so you try to, you know, I look for inspiration to different places, and um, but yeah, the Fox Rich thing was cool. Um, you get to really get to know your your, your clientele. Uh, sure, everybody likes something different. Um, you know, I, I can remember making. I mean, chicken and dumplings, just think something just as southern, as simple as you can be. But you have, you know, 100 people that have different upbringings and, you know, all that. Everybody has Everybody's a, grandmother made it different. And I don't care how good a cook you are, how many Michelin stars, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're not going to make every one of them happy. No, because, no. Because you didn't do it like their mama did it. You oh, do it like their you dad know, did it. I mean, let's think about cornbread. Has it got sugar? doesn't have sugar. Mine has no sugar, but, you know, there's the sugar people. So yeah. chicken and dumplings, sometimes they look like biscuits. Sometimes like strawberry shortcake. I mean, sometimes it's like a, a just a, a pastry type thing. Sometimes it's a big I mean, old I mean, cake. I mean, mm. maybe you said pastry, but chocolate cream pie. Is it, yeah. is it, you know, meringue or is it cream? Yeah. Whipped cream. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. You never make, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's unbelievable how um, that's when I really, my fit, my skin got really thick because you I, like I, I could go and just really man, this, is, this dish is incredible and then you take it out to somebody and I mean this I mean they would tell you this is gross <laughs> I mean and, it, yeah. and then you, like, you get to learning like they're on medicine and, and it affects how they taste and it, it just really it sure. really helped me grow as, as a chef cause, but, but you know <clears throat> and I've talked to many folks in, in these conversations on Heaping Spoonful about folks who've found a way to not have to be in the kitchen on Friday night at 11 o'clock at night, you know, cleaning up. And so you go to Fox Ridge, and I mean, I'm old, so I can talk about eating early, but it ain't like you're serving dinner at 830, you know, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they can get out of there and absolutely. have a real life. You know, you got kids. and That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> and clearly, I, with, you know, breakfast and lunch at car time, mm -hmm. that's exactly what you can do. Oh, absolutely. It's great. So now let's look back to the pre-hospital, pre-retirement community, Kobe. Um, again, I've said this multiple times on Heaping Spoonful that the Internet is a podcast researcher's friend. I bet. Yeah, you know, you go find information about folks that you, you don't have to, you know, you, you know what you're talking about a little bit. And if I read it right, your first food service job was working with your brother in a burger restaurant when you were 12. Now, mm -hmm. was it his, did he own it, run it, or was he working there? So the story is, so so my oldest, I've got two big brothers, uh, Clay and Jamie. And so my oldest brother's Jamie. He's 10 years older. Um, he played football at Arkansas State. Yeah. Uh, he married a girl, um, and her brother is Tommy Hilburn, who owns Corky's. I know Tommy. Yeah, so uh, they went into business together, and they opened up Backyard Burger. Oh, cool. Uh, and so I, I was— Good I, burger. It is good burger. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and so I was like 12 and my first job in, in the food business was I cleaned the dumpster every Saturday morning. <laughs> oh boy. Like, you started with the glorious spot. I did. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would make 13 bucks and uh, he'd write me a check for $13. It was like twelve seventy five, and, yeah. and the, the general manager to round it up. So I thought it was awesome. <laughs> hey, when you're twelve years old, thirteen bucks is pretty sweet. And uh, so I, you know, I, every Thursday or excuse me, every Saturday, and the moment I turned fourteen, like you're in here. Like, yeah, when you're legally able to yeah. be on the yes, payroll. Yes, and uh, you know, I had to wear cash register. And I, you know, I, I really wanted to work the grill. Like that's, you know, that was the pinnacle of, of backyard burgers to be on the grill. Sure. Um, and so I, I did that all through high school. Yeah. And at that point, though, was it still just this as a job? Or did you think, hey, man, I could be a restaurant guy? Uh, I don't know. I, I knew I liked it. I loved to cook. And and um, even, like, more further, like, my, my dad you know, had a family farm uh, in Woodson. So, it was like, every Saturday growing up, you're at the farm. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and catfish fries and steak dinner. So I, the food was always kind of central of, of my life. Um so I had no idea what I wanted to be when I was, you know, graduated, you know, high school and stuff. And you went to ASU. Well, I, f- I started out at, at uh, UCA, and then okay. uh, kind of, you know, that's how sometimes that doesn't work out the way you. Exactly. When you get a, w- a little farther away from home, yeah, sometimes yeah. it gets a little squirrely. Um, and so at, by that time, I, um, Tommy and, and my brother they had, they had uh, sold backyard burgers, and so I was about nineteen or so, and Tommy had opened up. Corky's over in West Little Rock. Yeah. And so. Still there going strong. I mean, I'm telling you. And uh, I think I showed up. He's like, you can wait tables. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds cool. I don't know if I can do it. And then I started making all this. I'm 19 years old. I'm making. People are tipping. I mean, oh my gosh. This is, I'm rich. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I did that for a few years. And, and then I was like, I need to get back to school. I don't want to do this forever. And uh, moved to Jonesboro. Uh, that, where did you grow up? Was it close to Jonesboro? I grew up in North Little Rock. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm Dogtown. Oh, I, oh, that's right. You told me that earlier. It just happens that your brother went there and then you went there. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, and so you know, started waiting tables again because that's you know easiest money really. Sure. Um, but most bang. It's not easy by any means, but the most bang for your your, your buck really. Um, and I was at the Jonesboro Country Club. Met this guy named Shane Henderson. We, he and I became kind of friend, oh, that's friends. Awesome. He's so, the corporate chef at Benny Keith, where we're yeah, sitting right yeah. now. So we, so he and I, I was waiting tables, and he was cooking. And uh, another Benny Keith guy was, was Chef Eugene McCann, who mm-hmm. works for Benny Keith now. And so he was the chef there. And like I, at that point in my life, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I liked being there. I liked watching them. And so I think one day I just packed up all my stuff and. I, I, I wanted to go to culinary school, but I didn't know how. I didn't know if, if it was a thing. I didn't know anything about literate, really. No idea. I remember opening up the telephone book, and I looked up culinary school, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. There's a culinary school here in Little Rock. Yeah. And so I packed up my stuff probably that week and drove back, uh, moved back to Little Rock, and enrolled at the American Culinary Federation School of sure. Leadership over there. Todd uh, Gold. Yeah, yeah. Todd, uh, Todd was there, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, that morphed into what what came to Pulaski Tech later. It did, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that's great. I knew it, you can tell it's been a while because you said phone book and you looked up yeah, on your school. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you just get on the internet now. So there so there you went and um, and and learned your chops, you know. Um, what would, So where did you head after that? Because I, I saw a list of some fairly well-known spots that you, you worked in Little Rock before 
you got, I guess, the first one we've talked about. Really. You know, I had waiting tables here and there, and then uh, I, I knew a guy that, that was a general manager of a little Cajun restaurant downtown and started working there. I was in culinary school. and Which one was that? Uh, Tuesday, originally, it was Fat Tuesdays, but then it was Tuesdays USA. Okay. Um, it was corner of 801 West Mark. I'm kind of kind of corner from— uh, Oh, I know where it is. Uh, Down past the police stations. So. Yeah, 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 right there. Yeah, I There's know. been other restaurants there. And yeah, and I think it's, and it was, yeah. Originally, like, I mean, the building's it's a really probably cool 150 building. years old. It used to be like a two story place. Yeah, yeah, so we had a bar upstairs. Yeah, yeah, I, I used to go there. And so, and a chef was there, and he, he was from New Orleans. And so, I was like, I just immersed myself at that point and, and, and just tried to learn everything I could. Yeah. Um, and from there, I, you know, I, I, I met this. This guy who's also from North Little Rock and Chef Rob Best, and I went to high school with his son and daughter, and like I, I started working for him. And he's I, a legend. I mean, it, he, he's like my like I, Shane. He's Shane and I work with Shane. Work with him also, but he's I, like I, he's like my he's my culinary father. Like yes, he's my culinary father figure. And like I look at like there's not a chef that I've ever worked for that I don't admire more than him. Like he has, I still I still tell stories. To my the people that work for me that he told me yes I mean just, and, and this is really cool yeah well those who Rob Best had simply the best catering but then he also had the restaurant in the Art Center mm-hmm. and uh, just that catering company I I've been over there I think we were picking up some food and watching that operation man that was a going Jesse and he's such a nice guy his wife's nice and and you know he's retired from that now but I mean, you you had to have learned a whole lot about not just cooking but about running a a food operation. Yeah, every every day was different. I mean, it, you know, you, we would do sandwich for for three people, and then turn around and do a wedding for a thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was no job too small or no job too big. Yeah, right over in North Little Rock. He had that, yeah, his yeah. kitchen right off of uh, McCain, Smoky Lane. Yeah, Smoky Lane. I think there's might be a raisin cane sitting at that corner now. Yeah, that, that's pretty close. Really yes. cool. So what precipitated the move from, did you go from there to Fox Ridge? Or did you have, no, you had other restaurants in between or? Uh, I think there was a period where I left, uh, left Simply the Best, went somewhere else and then came back. Um, I had opened up a restaurant for Judy Waller, um, ate a lots over in North Carolina. Uh, oh, that's right. Which was a good spot. Yeah. Kind of up on the hill. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I was the opening chef there. Um Learned a lot, and then after that, I went back and worked for Rob for another several years, um, and then just the Fox Ridge thing just kind of fell in yeah. my lap. And like, rest is it's seriously history. Yeah, yeah. And Judy Waller was the founder and owner of, of U.S. Pizza, which is a a small, not even that small chain of pizza restaurants in, in Arkansas. And Adelots was a good spot. I think my memories were some kind of issues with a liquor license or something. Yeah, so it was it's considered Park Hill, which is a part of North Little Rock. Which was which was, was dry, dry then. Yeah. I, they've got yeah. – wetted it up a little bit. I think so, yeah. I mean, I don't know that you can't – yeah. So anyway, wow, you've had a, a, a really amazing uh, career. And, and again, what a, what a great niche that you, you've, you've carved out. Uh, like you say, you, you work and learn and meet people, and you just never know where you end up. That's true. And <clears throat> the – Adam Head, who's the CEO of Carti, was uh, in a senior position at the Heart Hospital, obviously was a fan of yours. Well, the, the funny thing is I met him while working at Fox Ridge. Okay. Because uh, he, he, was, he, was, he was a director at uh, Heart Hospital, and he left and, and became a, uh, like a chief, maybe chief operating officer for, for Fox Ridge and the gentleman that owned it, Rodney Thomason. So uh, he kind of 
overseeing a lot of his companies, and that's where I met Adam. Yeah, uh, and that's again a two two great. Yeah. It, well, we we all know those of us who've been around. It's all about relationships. It really is. Yeah. Well, Kobe, thanks a lot for being my guest today on Heaping Spoonful. Good luck with what you're doing at Cartai. Um, I think I need to try to figure out when the ramen's happening, and or not. Just come grab something and sit out on that on that on that patio and check it out. I would love to have you. Yeah, great. Well, thanks to everybody listening today. Um, remember, we post new episodes on the first and third Tuesday of each month. So check out some you missed. Keep an eye out for new ones, and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Heaping Spoonful. On behalf of all of us at Benny Keith Foods, Mid-South Division, please know how much we love connecting you with the legends of the culinary scene and their unique stories. I look forward to the next time we can offer you another Heaping Spoonful. Spoonful.